We're losing! Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb. Bo Horvat is beasting. The Canucks lose their top two D-men, yet they still get the win in Las Vegas. This is Between the Stammers. My name is Art Aronson. He's Caleb Kirby. Hello. Bo Horvat, you made a case for this guy to be the captain after the game in Pittsburgh, uh, or against, uh, sorry, Boston. It was Saturday night game where Horvat scored the game winner in that game. In tonight's game against Vegas, a 3-2 victory over Las Vegas. He scores both the goals in regulation. Give me your case for Bo Horvat as the captain of the Canucks. Beasting and feasting, man. Like, he is scoring goals. He's dropping them. You know, he's just doing everything right now. The guy, like, we've, we've talked about this. Bo Horvat is sick of losing on this team. He is picking up the slack. He's leading by example. And you know what? If it were up to me, I'd probably put the C on him before the end of the season I could I could probably see the C going on a mid-season at some point because he's playing that well and leading by example well I mean the two top scorers aside from Horvat are out of the lineup Brock Besser Elias Patterson both guys expected to carry this team into the future Horvat seems to be the last man standing as a top line player a lot of people said that they don't expect him to be a top line player is he showing that right now I think he is showing he can be a top-line player, and I think if you look at tonight, you can see an example of that. He got a guy like Louis Erickson going. Louis Erickson was going tonight, and partially because he was on a line with Horvat, He had to skate. He had to keep up with him as he was driving up there. Leipzig, like, he's a lightning bug. He gets up the ice quick. I think, like, who saw that coming? That line having, like, that amount of chemistry tonight and looking pretty good out there, like... Louis Louis doesn't even need to get on the sheet too much if he plays games like that. Like that's what Canucks fans want to see is just some effort from the guy, a little tougher on the wall and a little harder on the spot when he's in a spot to score. Like not just one hand on the stick. He played a really solid all-around game tonight. Uh, we'll get into Louis Erickson in a few moments because uh, Travis Green, the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, had some very interesting comments about Louis Erickson earlier this week that just set off a firestorm among fans and in the media. Uh, but yeah, Erickson had a nice game tonight. He had an assist. He scored, uh, he or sorry, he had an assist on Bo Horvat's first goal. Mm-hmm. Horvat scoring two goals in this game, his sixth of the year and his seventh of the year. Oh, that seventh was so pretty. Pretty man, yeah, the, uh, like a minute apart. Those so two goals, pretty. a minute apart. Those yeah. two goals. Uh, what a, like what a fun game that was tonight against the Knights. Like that's just track track and field hockey, like up and down the ice, back and forth, and and it's amazing to like watch that this year with these Canucks. Like they have the speed to keep up in these track meets, and they haven't had that for you know like basically since West Coast Express days. I will say this about the NHL. I mean. It's maybe the greatest thing they've ever done was make three-on-three overtime. Oh, God, that three-on-three tonight was amazing. I was praising it while we were watching it over at my place. Me and a couple buddies, I was just like, 
isn't it crazy how long it took for this to become a thing in the NHL? And isn't it just the best thing? It's not just in this game either. Every I know every overtime I watch, I'm just like, this is like pond hockey. Uh, everybody gets out there and has fun. Like it's it's a lot of fun to watch, and this was fun too. Even though the Canucks didn't have you know, some of their top scorers out there, it was still fun watching. You know, guys like Ben Hutton go the entire yeah. length of the ice. You yeah. know. Um, Dude, I think too, like a big part of it is, is like, it not only is three on three amazing, but they like have it for the perfect amount of time. Like that five minute three on three window after like a really close game, it just feels like everything shrinks. Like when you're watching it, you're just so laser focused on like any one tiny little slip up can cost your team. And these teams are just going for it. It's like, oh, it's one of the best things in sports. It's the best way to settle a game in sports. Here's a question. Would you take away the point earned at the end of it, though? Because I think maybe if they did that, and a lot of people are saying they should, you know, maybe give three points to the winner. But if you gave away the point, then do you think teams would go for it as much as they do in the the extra period? I think so. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't give an extra point to the winner. What I would do is maybe I'd just take away that that we got the tie point. So somebody gets two and somebody gets nothing. But I like the parity that we see in the league in the standings, right? Like, I like how close it is. And I think if you did that, when, when you have, you know, those X factors in your game, like great goaltending, like some of these goaltenders are just unreal in three-on-three overtimes or, or in shootouts. I think when you have that, if you were to eliminate that one kind of loser point there, then you would see a lot more separation because of good goaltending or because of guys knowing how to uh, score in shootouts, you know, because of like a Connor McDavid in OT, just his speed. Right. Um, I don't, I don't want to get too much into the overtime and the league and stuff, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I love this shootout thing. I, I like where there's going now. I mean, I disagree with you a little bit on the whole close standings kind of thing. I think there's a perception of it being close when it's not really that close, uh, but we'll get into that maybe in another podcast. Uh, gutsy I'm sure win. we'll argue about it. Yeah, gutsy win, <laughs> a 3-2 win. Uh, it, not without its casualties for the Canucks. You know, they were down both their top two defensemen at the end of this game. Edler leaving in the first period. Uh, and then Tanev there being at the bench at the end of the game, but not playing for the last 11 minutes. Yeah, he looked pretty sore there. This is not good. I, <laughs> I mean, like any team that loses their top two D-men, it's not good. Well, we'll see what happens, right? Like, who knows if they'll be out long-term or if it's just, you know, like, well, just get out of this game and, and go from there. You never know with injuries, right? But, like, yeah, losing, like, Tanev and Edler have been horses. They've been eating up minutes on the back end. Like, they lead, like, some of the league in ice time. And block shots. Yeah, and block shots. And dude, Edler, like when he took that penalty this game, I'm like, he's got to be like leading the league or up there for like lead in amount of like minor penalties. And it's funny, as soon as I said that, like Shorty pipes up. He's like, Edler uh, second in <laughs> uh, minor penalties behind Evander Kane, of all people. But like, man, Edler's been taking a lot. And, and you know, you can't really argue with some of the penalties he's been taking because he's been saving goals out there, too. Yeah, there are. To make those plays. Yeah, there's a few, I think. Oh, there's a few for, yeah. for everybody. In, but. Against Washington that he took was like, it, he took it because it was his own fault. He gave up the puck in the <laughs> other end. And I'm like, that's just such an Edler play yeah um overall though yeah you can't ask much more of either of those guys Tanev and Edler playing like serious minutes yeah serious serious minutes and now these guys going down if they have to miss any sort of you know 
meaningful time, uh, it's going to be really hard to replace those minutes on this team. I'd almost just like to see like a guy like you, Levy, have a chance to step in there if if we are missing those guys. I know Michael Delzato scratch, and I know he's first in line, but like I'd rather see you, Levy, over him, and I'd definitely rather see you, Levy, over Biega. And apparently, like he's having a pretty good run right now down in Utica. I think he's tied for uh, scoring in in defensemen for rookie defensemen. So I think it'd be a nice reward for him and a good boost to his confidence. It sounds like they're hurting down in Utica as well. There's a bunch of injuries down there as well. So the Canucks right now, like there's injuries all over the place. Sven Berchi also had to leave this game. Yeah, like a he head took injury. A, a weird one, kind of in the back of the head there, and went down. Like looking on the replay, it didn't look as as obvious as like what we saw with Pedersen or what a lot of people were talking about with uh, Goudreau and Charlie McAvoy like about a week back, but. Um, yeah, Berchi left the game. I hope he's okay, man, because I've loved that guy's game this season. Like, I think he's stood out easily as one of the best Canucks for just puck retrieval, skating down, working the wall. Like, he's done a lot of nice stuff, and I think Green has kind of actually used him, getting him off the top line to try and jump and get a, another line going. Like, Berchi's game has been fantastic. The Canucks need help in their top six lines, yeah. and he can be a top six forward, right? Yeah, I think he's he's proven that already, and he looks like he's continuing to improve. Hopefully the Canucks get some of these guys back. Like, Elias Pettersson has been skating, has been practicing with the team. He had a full practice in on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Besser was a game-time decision in this game. I yeah. Before this game, I was like, am I really going to have to watch a Canucks game that doesn't have Pettersson or Besser? Uh, but a win it was a win. And an exciting game like a, a like a full-on track meet game it was that was fun to watch man the bright lights of vegas yeah and granlin scoring that shootout winner like he's good in shootouts i think we're seeing that like granlin knows how to score in a shootout so i'd keep throwing that guy out there you know and vegas the canucks never beat vegas last year yeah, first win over Vegas. They got that's, swept. That's a big deal. Yeah, and, and Markstrom didn't win a shootout last year. Yeah. Well, like, too, like, how galvanizing is that for your team to not only go down two guys on the bench? Because anytime you lose a guy on the bench, like, if you're playing hockey and you're down that guy, everybody just kind of steps up a little bit and tries to fill in for him. But they, it's it's not always a success. So when it happens and you're able to do that, not with just losing one guy, but losing two guys, like, you're pretty proud of yourself. I wonder how much the players know, though. Like, okay, we're down this and this and this. I mean, they maybe notice when they're on the ice, but do you think the coaches are saying behind them, like, I don't think they're reminding them, but like if you're on that decor and you lose a D man as valuable as Edler, like your minutes just went up and you're like, I got to pick up my socks here tonight to try and get this win for the team. And, and obviously for the guy who went down, like that's a big part of it, right? Uh, Pouliot, Stetcher, they were interesting tonight, I'll say that. <laughs> they were, I, uh, they were out there for a lot. It's funny, man. I, I thought Troy had his worst game. Like, he scored against Washington, but I thought he had his worst game against Washington. And a big part of that is just because those guys are so big, and they're a pretty nasty team. Like, he was getting pushed around like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, I he thought got, he had a, He got pushed around in this game, yeah, too. Yeah, I thought he bounced back a little bit better tonight, but yeah, man, like... Stetcher and Pouliot, they held on, and that's all you can ask for from those guys. Pouliot's an interesting case, right? Like, he got stripped of the puck pretty badly in this game. That was a bad play. But it's 
it's nice to watch him have the confidence to kind of keep that puck on his stick at times. Like I, I don't mind him taking chances for the most part, especially when he's working the blue line with what he does. But I mean, behind his own net, you got to be faster on that. That's, that's just plain, plain and simple. You Absolutely. have to be faster on, I was, on making that play. Yeah. I saw that play and I was like, man, that's a play yeah. that you see in like the BCHL, you know, yeah. you have to move the puck faster than that. Good. Branson had a good night tonight. You know, like we, you and I both, me especially, I rip on that guy pretty hard, and I thought he stood out tonight. He played well, and he ate some big minutes. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast later, we're obviously recording this immediately after the Canucks and uh, the Vegas game, which is a Wednesday night. Um, yeah, Goodbranson was good. Uh, he had to eat up a lot of minutes. He, he even got dinged up there in the yeah. in the third period. I was like, are they really going to go down another defense? And, and he didn't take uh, like he didn't take any bad penalties. And he had that one shift where like like it must have been chaos for the Canucks when his skate blade broke and he had to skate back into the bench and he was like bent over fixing up the skate blade and then Edler's gone and then Tanev was like kind of hurt you know coming back to the bench like if you're a D-man in that game at that point you're you're holding on man Mm -hmm. uh Louis Erickson had you you think one of his best games of the season maybe his best game of the season I think it was easily his best game of the season and probably one of his best games as a Canuck Playing with uh, Leipzig and with Horvat. Horvat, yeah. Yeah, so that uh, he was noticeable. I, I made kind of a nasty joke when you said that Eric, uh, you texted me during this game saying that Erickson looks really good out there. I was like, by his standards, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, he, he looked like he was with the play at least. Dude, he know? was, yeah, like he was with the play and he wasn't being like, he wasn't being soft around the net. Like mm-hmm. he, there was a couple good plays he had on the boards to strip Pop away from guys and that's not a Louie that we've seen too often this year I know like Green and these other guys have been like you know it's the little things he does yeah that's what I'm about to but say I, I don't buy that man like I, I think if Louie played like remotely as close to as good as he played tonight those other games nobody would be harping on him it's not about the goals it's about the effort the effort was there tonight the effort hasn't been there earlier on this season I think if the effort's there he's gonna get points that's what pisses me off the most because I know what he can do and last season I just thought that he wasn't trying at all you could just see it I'm like this guy's clearly just packed it in he you had know? a dude. He had a really nice scoring chance in this game off the rush. He both also him and Verkanen had like both super nice scoring chances off the rush to pop him. Well, Erickson had the breakaway off the really nice yeah. pass from Pouliot. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to put it in the net. He also had a he also had a play and I think it was might have been the first period bang on bang bang play right in front of the net and it kind of yeah. like went off the heel of his stick. I was like, oh, this, this is Louis Erickson. Of course, he's yeah. going to miss that. Gold Oman had one like that too tonight. But, like, man, I, I thought Louis' game was fantastic. And anytime you see a player of that ilk, when he's noticeable around the net, he's got his stick on the ice and stuff like that. Like, those goals will come. You just need to keep playing that kind of hockey. Uh, Louis Erickson still no goals this season. He yeah. has now four points in ten games. Uh, the media got on Travis Green quite a bit. On Louis, asking him about Louis Erickson, asking him if he was, if they were, if Green and the Canucks were worried about Erickson because of his lack of scoring. And Travis Green, he gave a pretty passionate defense of Louis Erickson. Here's some of the quotes he said: "Louis, I is, I think, this is a quote from Green, second on our team in five on five points." 
okay. Nope. He's second on our team in plus minus. He's it's seven games into the season. It's not fifty, so this was earlier this week. We're seven games in the season. We've had a decent road trip. I'm not worried about Louis Erickson right now. I can tell you that. I'm worried about twenty two guys. Do I want more? I want more out of every player. If I say I want more out of Louis, everyone is up in arms about it. But if I want more out of Bo, I want more out of Jake, I want more out of Brock, I want more out of Ben Hutton, I want more out of everyone. He's done some good things I don't think anyone cares about. All they care about is the goals. It's not just about goals with Louis. We're a 500 hockey team or close to a 500 hockey team. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I like, and again, this is a coach being a good coach, right? Like, yeah. why would why would he start turning on his own players and singling a guy like Louis, a vet like Louis out. I, I think deep down he does want more out of Louis and, and talking about his, you know, offensive shortcomings and then, and then trying to make it out like he's a great defenseman. He's not even out there killing penalties. No, he's not, you know, penalties, yeah, no. and he used to. So at the end of the day, like, Louis well, needs to show more. Yeah, well, in his defense there, they just have guys that are better at killing. They brought in guys that are better at killing penalties. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if he was this good def- defensive specialist that they were talking about, you know, oh, he does so many good things out there, then he would supplant one of those guys on, on that penalty kill. It's as simple as that. Well, I mean, they brought in those guys to beat defensive. I understand that, yeah. but... If he's that Stop good, us. like everybody keeps saying he yeah. is defensively, well, I'm just saying he'd he be can, out there, wouldn't he? Well, he can go in there if he was able, if if they needed him to. If they I'm needed saying. him to, yeah. but, you know, you're talking about him being that good. He's yeah. clearly not if you don't have him out there. I think the, Simple as that. Well, I think the point that Green is trying to make here is that he can play those defensive he can play those defensive situations. That's part of the reason why he's there, not just. I think they goals. make too much of it, right? Because the proof's in the pudding. Hey. If he's not on the ice to do it, then what you're saying is more lip service than anything else. It's the little things with Louis. Yeah. Well, he had a great game tonight, so I'm I'm not going to be chirping him too hard. <laughs> he did. He I, I thought he had a really really good game tonight. Um, the Canucks need him to score goals because obviously Elias Pettersson isn't in the lineup now Brock Besser isn't in the lineup Uh, we did get some good news this week though as uh, Elias Pettersson has been skating with the team and it seemed like he was getting pretty close to playing yeah Um, I do have a clip of old uh, Elias Pettersson here if I can find it where is my producer hey where are you I know you're here my first practice with the team and uh, and uh, yeah take it day by day and uh, and with <clears throat> and the medical team here helped me a lot and should take it day by day and, and rather rest one extra day I feel confident and uh, hopefully I can continue what I started with and hopefully like continue with my play and and help the team to win games I'm sure you saw you've seen the video I mean what did you think of the finish of the play? Uh, no comment. He sent me a text and apologized. Uh, so that was a very good move by him. And uh, and yeah, I yeah I respect. Uh, you know, around the team, about ready to come back. How much do they need this kid to come back in the lineup? Oh, big time, man! He's over a point a game. He drives offense. Like we've seen that. Where's Goldobin? Goldobin's been lost without him there. He hasn't produced anything since Petey's been out of the lineup. Like. And, and this is why I want to see him with Goldobin and with Vertanen when he's back because I think he'll make the, both those guys better players. These, he's, he's, dude, he's all world. And 
without Brock Besser, obviously, like this is like this is a team with not a lot of offensive punch. Like if it weren't for Bo Horvat tonight, there's nothing. Like Yeah. They well, had they would have no punch tonight. They would have been shut out tonight if it weren't for like individual great efforts by Bo Horvat. Dude, Bo was an absolute stud tonight, and that's like it, man, every year he surprises me. You know, like every year since he's been here, I'm like, oh man, it's good to see Bo develop and it's good to see Bo develop. And he's not like through the roof any year, but he consistently gets better. It's like just like a guy who's going up a set of stairs, you know, night after night, getting quicker, getting stronger. It's like, man, it's so fun to watch this guy. And it's so fun to watch like how fired he up, how fired up he is and how his teammates around him get fired up. Or uh, Brock Besser, uh, he we don't know exactly what happened to him. People are saying it's a groin strain or a yeah, tweak or something yeah. like that. Apparently, it happened in the Winnipeg game, and he strained his groin, and he's just more day to day than anything. I'll tell you, I thought one of the best games, maybe the best game he's played all year, was against Washington. Yeah, he looked I, good. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was with the play. He was very dangerous. He was the reason why Berchi scored that goal, like just because Holpe couldn't handle his shot, right? Mm-hmm. And the rebound went right out, and Berchi, I mean, oh, full props to him for being right there, Johnny on the spot and putting it in. But that and play was, was made. fast he was flying down the wing, too. That yeah. was a nice goal. Yeah, but that was, yeah. you know, Besser's all-world shot that yeah, created for that, sure. right? And I, I thought that... That was the best uh, game that I'd seen from Besser this year. So that's really unfortunate that he has gone out with this, uh, I guess, groin strain. Is it, I mean, this well, it is, affects your stride, man. Yeah. Like if you even lightly injure your groin, like that, it's not easy to skate. Yeah, but why then is he like taking warm up today? Why is he, you know, um, like not even missing in a game? Like if this is actually a thing that needs to rest and to heal. Why is he right back into the you know the thick of things? Maybe playing tonight in Vegas because it's just a strain. That's all it is. It's you know it's minor soreness, but it's enough to be discomforting where he is day to day. And who knows? Tomorrow he might wake up, he might warm up again because like warming up your groin super important, and he might feel like he's good enough to go. Now talk with this injury among people in Canuckland. I mean fans. I mean media. Whatever Canucks. They've had a lot of injuries the last few years, like oh, yeah. a lot of injuries. Yeah. And I, the, the, this has to be brought up because the training staff, the medical staff, they've questioned a little bit here. What do you think of this training staff, Canuck staff they have right now over the past, you know, grade them over the past few years? Well, if you're talking like, I mean, some of this stuff's just freak stuff, right? Like, yeah. But, Birchie taking a puck to the mouth like that's not strength and conditioning there's just like some horrible luck in here but there's also some like some of these injuries to guys like Tanev and and Edler these injuries aren't necessarily because um because of bad luck it's also because you're a bit of a bad team like I think that graphic tonight was pretty telling when it was showing all the teams that had blocked the most shots in the NHL so far Right. And and sometimes the reason why you're blocking a shot rather than having being able to check a guy with your stick or having your stick in the lane to deflect the shot is because you're out of position and it's your last resort. Right. So, I mean, looking at that, I think that's why some of those guys got injured a little bit more because they are kind of swimming around in their own and um, trying to block shots. But the other thing is, like you said, going back to the strength and conditioning, um, I have a hard time ranking them that well. 
And I know this was a big like component that Trevor Linden brought in when he became president. Like he wanted to look at like the the health and fitness aspect of hockey. He went down to San Antonio and like checked in with the Spurs, checked in with their medical team and staff. Wanted to bring some more of that sports science to it. I, you know, like it hasn't really worked out that well for them. Kirby, you don't have but, to be nice here. No, I, I'm, team, I'm just saying it's this like this team has had the most man injuries among like I don't know the entire league in the last three years. I'm I'm just saying, and it, I don't think it's even close. I'm just saying it's it's not. I don't know if I'd necessarily like fire these guys. Yeah, you know, but something has to change. Like there there definitely has to be a different implementation. Um, with all their types of protocols. Like, and that's and that's what I mean. Do, yeah. I think the real question among Canucks fans and uh, media is, do you trust the people behind the scenes making the calls on the medical situations, the training and strength and conditioning, the whatever, whatever I, back I there trust, making calls? I trust the doctors, I think, a little bit more than I some of the strength and conditioning stuff because a lot of this stuff is preventative maintenance and obviously something's not right when you are losing this many men men games but you know a lot of it is too is because you're in a you're a not that good of a team and you're getting thrown into situations where you're chasing a game and you're making yourself vulnerable taking hits to make plays getting in front of shots that uh, you blew it on on getting in front of the lane with your stick or using your stick. Like a lot of that stuff is is stuff that just happens to point, teams that aren't that good. Point made. I just bring it up also because Brock Besser here. This guy is suffering injury after injury. You had the wrist injury that everybody kind of wondered, like, well, why didn't the Canucks just shut this guy down? You know, like they, they were, we're not we're not going to make the playoffs. This is the end of the year. This kid has you know has had the back issues as well and now this groin strain why not be on the safe side well the, you the, know the back was the thing that shut him down right the wrist injury was kind of mid-season but he could still stay handle and they almost had him out there as a decoy you know just to open up room for other guys when when they were on the power play and i mean a player even if they are injured like most of those players you ask these athletes if they can play they'll usually say they can play mm-hmm. like nobody kind of muffins out and goes into the dressing room if if they feel like they can stay out there and usually it is you know the trainer's call to kind of yank him or leave him in the game are you worried at all about brock besser's health the guy has seemingly been injured no, I'm not. Like more than his ha- more than half of his career I'm now. Not, in the I'm not. I think the the wrist thing was the thing that hampered him in college and they rectified it. Uh the back thing was a freak accident like getting in front of Cal Clutterbuck is just never a good idea and when that door is open like mm-hmm. that's just that's like a one in a million shot. This groin thing I think is being overblown. I don't okay. think it's a, a major issue. But I will say this and I've said it before, Brock skating isn't up to snuff this year, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if that that partly could be because his groin has been bothering him, mm-hmm. but he's noticeably slow out there. Mm-hmm. And now Elias Pettersson suffering from a concussion. Let's mm-hmm. just hope they, you know, they do the right thing with these guys, yeah. you know? But I think I think those both those guys are probably coming back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean we hope so yeah. as viewers, but I mean in the long term we want yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. to be well, healthy. Obviously, you want right? them to have great careers and be Canucks for a long time that yeah. uh, that aren't hurt. But you know what? To be honest, and and I could be completely off base here, but none of these injuries that happened in this game tonight looked all that bad from from re, for replay sake. I think Alex Edler they called it a lower body injury. Yeah. Well, I mean that's when they don't want to tell you exactly what it is, but 
uh, and then Sven Berchi looked like. I mean, like his head. yeah, it looks like a, like a concussion protocol thing. Like yeah. maybe he could be back. I don't know. And uh, Tanev, he was on the bench, didn't play. Uh, he was blocking his shot. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and uh, what was the other one that happened? Uh, Gabranson was able to play it out. Yeah. Maybe that was an adrenaline thing. I don't know. So I think the bumps and bruises, though, they're going to be telling here. I, but, you know, no rest for the wicked. The Canucks have to be back at it tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think or tonight if you're listening to this podcast yeah. on a Thursday. Well, yeah, I mean, let's just call it is call it what it is. They play yeah, Arizona next and um they're lucky they play Arizona cuz Arizona's not that good, nope. you know, and with a depleted lineup going in tomorrow and a fresh goalie in Nelson. They'll start Nelson tomorrow for sure. I was going to say, they're going to start Nelson. Were you surprised that they went to Nelson against Washington even after Markstrom played so well against Boston? Not really, because I think when you look how, how it's set up, Markstrom had a really good game in Boston, right? They lost the game before the Jets, so Markstrom kind of earned that start. And then you're back at home. You just came off a huge road trip, and you only have two at home. I would have done the same thing. I would have... Um, you know, started Marky in that Bruins game, and then I would said, Nelson, you're home. This is your first game here this year. Let's do it, and then you guys will have your back to backs once we get out on the road again, and that'll keep both those guys fresh. And 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 instead of like, I do like riding the hot goalie, like as a, as a I usually like that, but I think this was a smart move by him. Uh, the, the the Boston move to start Markstrom there, I think it was a good move personally because it was the end of the road trip, like you said. And uh, I don't think anybody really were expecting too much from the Canucks at the end of the long road trip against a team like Boston. I mm-hmm. think they kind of thought that was going to be a loss. Uh, but putting a fresh goaltender in there and, you know, maybe stealing a win like yeah. that, yeah. I think, yeah. Well, I mean, and Nelson was tired, man. Like, he he just finished getting kind of schlocked a little bit by by the Jets. Like, the Jets kind of pushed him around. Yeah. And, and another thing with that Bruins, like, I think Nelson started – both games against the Bruins last season, if I'm not mistaken. And the second game, he got absolutely shelled. And the Canucks the Canucks got spanked. I think it was like, I think the Bruins put like six or seven up on him. Um, your memory is better than mine because I can't uh, remember if Nelson started those games or not. But I wouldn't be surprised if they lost those games to uh, the good old Bruins last year. How about that checking line too against the Bruins that game you know like full disclosure Kirby I didn't watch the game so oh. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to uh, give us on that because I was doing the Dude. Royals broadcast yeah. and I couldn't watch S- the game. Sutter's line was fantastic against pa- Pasternak Marchand and Bergeron shut them down they didn't they didn't score score a lick and they had a couple of dangerous chances but like what more can you ask for a line against arguably like one of the top three lines in the league? It's not even arguable. It, they are one of the top three lines in the league. You know, like they're that good. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job shutting them down. And Horvat scoring the overtime goal in that game, which was pretty exciting. Oh, dude, that that Besser pass through the defender's legs and then Horvat having like the poise to bring that in, bring it to his backhand skate across Halak and just shelf it that that goal like that's a highlight reel goal for the rest of the year you'll see that on highlight reels all season long 
and you'll see it on like top plays of the year list. I wish I had uh, Travis Green's uh, comments after the game on that goal because they were pretty awesome. He oh was, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was saying no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he was all pissed <laughs> off that they weren't yeah. coming off the ice, and yeah. then they had the chance, and then. He was cheering him on and yeah. all super stoked. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't heard that, go go listen to that. Yeah, clip it's worth it's worth it for sure. It, it's it's a pretty good clip there from uh, the coach playing cheerleader. Uh, with the win, the Canucks now first in the Pacific Division uh, after the win on Wednesday. This is the Wednesday that we're recording this. Uh, they have have played one more game than uh, the San Jose Sharks, but they have one more point as well. So. Who would have thought that after 10 games, the Canucks leading the Pacific Division? You know what I really love? I love the fact that we're still clean on OTLs. I love looking at that record when it's just simple, like like 6-5 and five rather than, you know, 6-4-1. Uh, and one. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, that's massive to me. I love that stuff. And 6-4, uh, I mean... After 10 games, could we have asked for anything better than this? How tough the schedule has been to start the year. Seriously. Like, they had a six-game road trip after a head-to-head battle in the division against against a Calgary Flames team that's no pushover. Yeah. And then I know they had uh, the first game was – the first game of the road trip was in Calgary. But then they were headed out east, so the majority of that trip was out east. Carolina's been – Proving to people that they're tougher out than most people thought too so far early in this season, right? Yeah, Carolina's first in the Metropolis. That's not going to last, but they are. Yeah. You know, they're kind of, and I think they're kind of in the same boat as the Canucks. Yeah. You know, like a team that... People uh, are underestimating both these teams as they're playing them, and both of them are proving that they can skate with them most certainly, and that they do have some offensive punch. Yeah, and the Canucks played some great teams during this yeah. stretch. You know, I mean, it's good to get them early in the in the season. I think it's good. it's nice to kind of get dude. This, these are like yeah. galvanizing road wins, man. Like going out there and going 500 on that road trip is crazy good. Yeah, and, and and it's great for the confidence. Tonight's win is so good for the confidence, knowing that both Pedersen and Besser are out and losing those guys. Like I bet you that locker room is riding pretty high right if now. If we reround the between the Stammers back to I think it was episode one or two, we were. I I was like, I, I could see them maybe winning one more game. Doom saying, yeah. yeah, I do, I do, I did say that. <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, and right away they, you know, they put that to rest with a win over. I think it was Pittsburgh, and then they just, Tampa, yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's what it was, and they beat Florida and Pittsburgh, and I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, uh, and people were actually a little bit doomed after the loss to Washington. Just mm-hmm. you know, this Dude, recent loss to Washington. I gotta say, I gotta say though that like the Canucks kind of lost that game on a shit call. They got two penalties in a row. The one where Edler got called for interference, which I thought was borderline, but the one where the fucking ref at center ice oh, throws yeah. up his hands on Stetcher for a trip in behind the net, like it's a bad call. There's a ref right beside him, a yeah. ref right beside Stetcher. He doesn't throw his hand up, <laughs> and then Washington scores on that power play, costs us the game. Yeah, it's the third period too. You can't just make calls like that. That's a bad call. That's that was one of those moments where I was like, I kind of wish the ref would, you know, go. Uh, before the press after the game and give us the reason why he made that call you know well like that's one of those moments dude from that far away or at least the guy beside him maybe just veto it you know like be like no that's not a trip i know that like you can't do that obviously but like it it's just (laughs) well sometimes in the nfl they're like after they talk with each other a little bit like there's no flag yeah it's just like what's wrong with doing that i don't know but that cost the canucks the game 
It did. And then after that goal scored, they just knew. They're like, okay, we're fucked. It di- they knew. Yeah, game over. Yeah. Sure. And Alex Ovechkin, you know, that rocket of a shot he has on the power play. By the way, he got first star in that game. I don't think he was the first star of that game. John John Carlson was the best player on the ice that night, I thought, easily. Ovechkin got that second goal because Sutter whacked it off Ovechkin's shin pad and it yeah. went in the net. Okay. And, I mean, that was totally one of those, like, first star of the game because he's got the most points on the sheet. John Carlson was the best player. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to argue semantics on that. Ovechkin had four points. Yada, Come on, yada, argue yada. it. Give it to argue me. it. <laughs> uh, we need I've, some content here. I will say this about Alex Ovechkin, though. I think he's... Uh, he. You have to put him back in there with the greatest players in the... Like, one of the best players in the league. Speaking of... You know? like Crosby uh, last night against the Oilers yeah in uh, McDavid's house that was yeah, fun that where was everybody's fun. like this year kind of conceded that McDavid's the best player in the NHL Crosby goes and does something like that man that was one of the dirtiest angles of the season so far I was just watching uh, Sportsnet and they were like asking all the players and coaches about it and they just like played the clips back and forth back and forth I'm like this is what the NHL is today you can yeah. do that you can have a highlight happen and you can go and talk to a player because you know everybody's watching the highlights and I thought that was funny and even Matthews was like yeah I watched bits and pieces of it it was a, it was a really fun game to watch <laughs> you know it's so funny though because I mean like this is probably what the sports media is going to turn into this year when it comes to some of these star players they're going to have that conversation for who's the best and they're obviously going to put Matthews in there because everybody just is slurping on the Leafs and the Leafs are playing well and Matthews is amazing but like guys like McDavid and Crosby Ovi like they're yeah. just crazy good. I think it's great I think yeah. I think we need a little bit more of this yeah. I, I'd love to have a little trash talk I wish for once Sidney Crosby would go eh, I'm better than that guy Right? You know? How just cool once. would that be? Just but he'll once. never do it. I know. He'll be far too polite, but I'd I love to see it. I thought it was really disrespectful last week, someone asking him who the best player in the world is, Matthews or McDavid. Yeah. I'm like, do you just ask Sidney Crosby that question? Yeah. Like, what? Maybe his answer was that move he did on McDavid in the OT to just... Maybe that's what motivated him, right? Like, yeah. there's... I, I don't know, but like, man... <laughs> he's so good but i mean and, and i just said because we just watched ovechkin there and that shot yeah i mean the, shot's crazy and he's like he's the defending cup champion right yeah. now he has to have he has to you know have be in that discussion as well god man the way that power play is set up is so nice it's, it's a big boy power play and and, and oh. it's nice to see the canucks ape it with having pd on the right ambassador on the left this year because that's like kuznetsov on the right yeah. and, and ovechkin on the left and it just like it just like watching that power play just made me happy because i was like man this is like once the canucks get hughes and he and he yeah. uses that pivot you can get rid of the old edler right, right? There. Yeah. like you know Carlson's the guy, and yeah. he's so good at moving the puck, yeah. and and I'm just I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, that's a big boy power play, man. Yeah. And then they have like Backstrom down low. I'm mean, just like he's like Backstrom's like an afterthought on that power play. I mean, they're the Cup champions. Well, he, he's for good a reason, at puck retrieval, right? and he's amazing yeah. on the dish. And yeah. he's Backstrom will draw guys in, pass it through their skates to one of the other two guys, and just make them look ridiculous. And you got Oshie in front causing a yeah. big mess. Like it's yeah. it's they're they're going to be tough out. And I I'm going to go on record in saying this because I've been saying it not behind the mic, but all year I've been saying, I think this is the year that Ovechkin goes back and wins the scoring title. 
I'm, and I'm gonna I'm I'm saying it right now. I know you that sounds so, like eh? blasphemous with the way uh, Matthews and McDavid put up points, but I think Ovechkin. I think the I think the pressure of playing defensive hockey and team success is gone now after last year and he can just go out and be Ovechkin and I think it's gonna it's gonna make for a massive year this is gonna be one of his best point totals ever maybe he doesn't win I'm, I'm just gonna go out there and say I think he's gonna be one or two in NHL well score. dude their power play is operating at like 40 percent almost right now yeah. so yeah he's gonna get those goals for sure but like there's this line in Colorado right now that is flying under the radar because they're in Colorado and they're both right up at the top of the standings for points. All three of them. Yeah. Landeskog, McKinnon, yeah. and Rantanen. And like, I think those guys, I think McKinnon could maybe do it, man. Like, well, he was what, third last they year? They are third. crushing. He was like third or fourth yeah. last year, I think, in points. Yeah. 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 I just, though, I just, I feel like because Ovechkin's kind of been down in points the last few years, yeah. I think this is the year that he's just like, I want that scoring title back. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, that that, you know? that power play is nearly unstoppable. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, Canucks versus Arizona tom- uh, tonight, I guess it would say, by the time anybody's listening to this, uh, in the desert. And then they fly back, I think it's Saturday. Penguins. Uh, they play the Penguins at home. And yeah. the Penguins are going to be revenge-minded after losing uh, – that game to the Canucks. Hopefully, uh, last Brock's week. in that game and just feasts again. Will Murray be in net? That's a question. Murray's such a puss. Hey, I, I hope he's, <laughs> he's not. And then we can just, and then we can just heckle him all night. Like, man, we should be going to that game. I know. I'd, I'd love to heckle him. Uh, get it, or bring Casey to Smith. Well, I mean, especially around Halloween, you could dress in a scary Brock costume and stand behind Murray and heckle him. Right? Like, I don't know. I hope fans do that. I hope fans get after Murray a little bit at that game and, and, and kind of dress up and, and show that that Brock is the real monster to Murray. Yeah, he owns Murray. He owns yeah. him. He owns, ho- the, he owns man, the Penguins. I, ho- I hope Brock plays in that game. He, what does he have? Six goals in like four games against the Penguins or something? Oh, he's he's a beast against them. Yeah. I, I mean, just let's just hope he comes back in the friggin' you know, lineup and let's... Let's get this going again. Get Patterson out there. Let's do this again. Let's not have this season derailed by injuries because that's the first thing I thought of in the third period, watching the game against Vegas this evening, Wednesday night. Is this season going to get derailed by injuries already? Is I that th- what's happening I think, here? Like, I think it's just one of those things where you know everybody's kind of worried about that. But like I said, I didn't think any of those looked too too bad i could be completely wrong you never know until those reports come out tomorrow but like um i think the canucks will be okay and 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 pd and brock are so close to coming back you know i hope so yeah i hope so i mean you heard you heard pd there Hetchison, that uh he's taking it day by day it's it's a concussion thing you don't you don't you absolutely don't know i he seems like the guy that wants to be back already and i think it's more well, i think it's more the canucks training staff and and everybody being super super cautious with this kid because they know how valuable to the franchise he already is well i hope so but i also thought Bresser was gonna play tonight i honestly did and you know what? I because too. because i remember when that guy like looked like he broke his shin last year and he he like he, came he looked back. like he was shot. He was he looked. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's it. He's done. He was he played the next game. Yeah, you know. So I was like, this kid's gonna get back in there. Yeah, 
that's that was my that was my thought and i was actually a little shocked that he didn't play in this game against vegas but whatever they did i hope Berchi's back too man like Berchi, i think has been so underrated this season like he's really looked good and you know just start start to get that power play going get a resemblance of something going because you know you look at other teams and you know i mean yes they deal with injuries too but so many teams they just go uh they get in a routine on the power play they know what they're doing you know and you gotta have your top guys scoring every night you know and unfortunately the Canucks haven't had that so they need to have these top guys going every night I, I got a every question night. for i got a question for you leipzig tonight well, he's only in the lineup because Zubester was out, right? Do you think he did enough to stay in the lineup and somebody else on that team sit? Well, no. No? Well, I mean, I, I he wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I think if Besser's not there, there's no if Besser's there, there's no spot for him. You don't is think he, is he going to take? Is he going to take? Maybe maybe him and Goldobin split. Yeah, that's out, what I'm. Out, that's maybe? what I'm saying. Do you yeah. think? Do you think a guy like Leipzig could take a guy like Goldobin's job with the way that he played tonight? Okay. Yeah, maybe. But I think they want Goldobin to just to to be there, but they don't want him to be comfortable. And that's what Leipzig is there to make yeah. him not. I, comfortable. I, I thought Leipzig was pretty noticeable out there. He did have one pretty bad giveaway, but he also made a few steals, and he's just really shifty with the puck. Yeah. He's a really good depth forward. I believe that. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. And we were talking about this, like, this is why I think they're already a better team is because we've already seen some injuries and the depth has come in and they've won them. So, well, they've won them this game. Well, we'll see what happens on the back end because we don't know if they can sustain having to play another, having to play, let's say, against Pittsburgh without Tanev, without Edler. What yeah, do you but we're, gonna not, we're not saying that those guys are out. Like, they, they could be fine. They could yeah. come back next I game. know, but they could yeah. not be as well. Yeah. What happens if those guys aren't there and they have to play against Edler or they have to play against Crosby? Oh, well, yeah, we talked about this, too. The defense at the beginning of the year is the Achilles heel of this team. Yeah. There's no, there's no two ways. They're hanging goaltending on is a threat. close second, but goaltending has been very, very good yeah. so far this season. A nice surprise, actually, I'd say. But I, I, I think the only position that they can't afford an injury at is defense. Yeah. Right there. But Ted, also, Evan Edler. But also, you can see that these depth signings with these uh, third and fourth lines are really... They're helping boost this defense. I I honestly believe that. They're getting back more, and they're playing on the right side of the puck in their own end. You know? Yeah. There's so many teams that don't do that. There's so many teams that cheat on their breakouts, and they don't get behind the puck, and then their defense gets stuck. Guys like Schaller, man, like he's good in his own end. Granlin's good in his own end. Sutter, Mott, like these guys have really helped these D-men out. And you can see it. Like guys like Hutton or and Pouliot sometimes they get a little even Stetcher, they get a little overwhelmed back there. And it's so nice to have your winger or your centerman down there mucking it up for you All and, right. and getting out on that breakout. But a true test of that is going to be when they lose an Edler, when they lose a Tanev. Yeah, to see I- if some of these young like I hope you're, knocking on, I hope you're knocking on wood about that because obviously I don't want to see that happen. I know you don't either. I'm just saying that this it, this is this is going to happen at some point this season. Yeah, not it too much. It always does. I, so, I'd love to see them just you know have a clean that's why I thought it was a fireable offense to come into this season with the same defense. Just because you know that if one injury goes down to one of those top guys for an extended period of time, this team's in serious trouble. But you can say that almost about any team's top D pairing. If the top D pairing goes down, especially at the same time, not, those not teams like are in this trouble. Te- yeah, but not like this team. You you can only say you cannot say that maybe about the Nashville Predators, 
the San Jose Sharks. But like when you're talking about a lot of teams out there, they're in this exact same boat as the Canucks are. They are. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Oh, you're wrong. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree, man. Just because also Tanev is a guy that always gets hurt. That's yeah. another thing, right? But that just means he's due for a healthy year. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. You're right about that. And it, and it is. I just wish they had brought in more depth on defense. That's it. Okay. Yes. They brought in these depth forwards. Paid them a lot of money, gave them a lot of term, which is fantastic. But why couldn't you have brought in another depth defenseman instead? Of, instead, we're hoping that you'll levy, you will levy. He'll be in this. He'll be a can part, be in the fold, dude. He'll be a part of this team. I think like by January. I think he'll be playing in this league as a part of this decor by January. He got. Don't forget, he hurt the his back in the offseason. He had surgery, yep. and I think a lot of people were expecting him to make that jump already. But when they bring up Alex Biega instead, what are you gonna say? I'll be swearing my head off. I will. I think it's a 50-50 chance that it's Alex Biega they bring up before. You know what? Though we've had such a shitter last couple of seasons that at this point a 50-50 chance sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, that was a good win. That was a great win. In Vegas. Uh, hopefully, everybody's not seriously hurt, and hopefully, Patterson and Besser comes back. I don't want to be the bad guy. I'm just saying you, this could happen. You kind of are being the yeah. bad guy a little Damn bit. Damn it. You know, got to gotta play the devil's advocate here. Not everything's rosy like in Kirby Land over here, <laughs> you know? Uh, anything else you wanted to add, Curb? Where can we find you? Uh, at Curbman23 on Twitter. And you can find us at between the stammers at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments about the show. Because uh, we've gotten so many of those in the past couple of weeks. Um, you got to get on the train. Get on the train. Uh, give us a, give us some questions. Give us some comments. Lip me off. Lip curb off. You know? <laughs> we need it. We, we need love to a good chirp. Back. Yeah. And we, we don't mind pointers as well if you got any good pointers. Oh, I'm sure they have pointers. Uh, everybody's got an opinion, right? I sure do. Um... You can find me at Art Aronson on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to another episode of Between the Stammers. Enjoy the Canucks game against the Arizona Coyotes.